Is there a doctor in the house? Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. How are you doing today? Um, I had a really strange day because uh, what happened was my guest, the, the one and only inimitable Kelly Dwyer, who uh, is a really awesome comedian, comedic performer, about ready to go on tour, and she was going to go beyond. She was going to be the guest today. We had planned it weeks in advance, and sadly, a um, hopefully not serious. Am I not supposed to be saying this on the radio? I don't know. Is this none of my business? It was a medical thing. Nothing too serious, but it's surprising. And and uh, if uh, big shout out to Kelly and Craig, and uh, I don't think. You know, I don't think we'll be okay. We'll be okay. I, I, I have a, I, I know we'll be okay, but uh, it wasn't, it's not a good thing. And you know what else? Like, uh, I just want you to know, I, I really brought it back today because I also woke up with conjunctivitis, pink eye. So that happened. And then on top of that, I had this last minute cancellation and I was panicking and I had to drive somewhere and I'm really nervous in the car and I got all worked up and, um, I was really, really lucky uh, because I asked a few people on the street because that's my like last, the last resort, you know, because I have a good vibe. I can pick out who's going to be good. And I was really um, lucky that I ran into this really awesome person, Kalen Sherrod. Say, say, Sherrod, say hey, say hey, Kalen. Hey. Uh, Is that annoying that I said it wrong? No, I really, I, I really don't care about my, like, name. I, I, I yeah, I, it's the cat's out of the bag, I guess, but I, I you, oh, call, I, you don't want me to you say want. your name. No, no, I mean, I mean, like, I try to cover my face and, like, not, like, my, my website is enormousface.com because I am annoyed that people are so obsessed with their personalities and, like, want to, you know, you know, like want to be like, oh, like their na- their website is their first name, their okay. last name. Okay, so we got Kalen on here. Um, I want to explain something that. So I ran into Kalen on the street, and uh, I was really, I was like, this guy is the right vibe. I'm going to get this guy on the show, <laughs> and um, I was right. And it turns out that actually at one of a performance I did a long time ago at uh, Goodbye Blue Monday, he was actually one of my psychotherapy patients. But that's another story. So I'm really, really uh, excited to have. I'm just going to call you enormous face. What do you, you think? Can, you can call me Kalen. I mean, whatever. I, I, I just, I, I really don't care. I mean, okay. people forget my name is no problem. You okay. Know, like well, fine. so anyway, um, turns out Kalen, uh, I'm well aware of because he's that guy that dresses as Donald Trump and collects offers to let you beat him with a. Um, foam rubber bat for like five bucks and he's been written up a lot in like um i don't know you know brooklyn brooklyn dna places right where what's the biggest place maybe okay, time actually, out uh the the beat up trump project has like gone off the hook uh it's been on the news in like bangladesh and china oh, and russia international and, news and like 
Europe and I, just today uh, uh, some Brazilian papers. It's but for some reason, Mech, like Spanish-speaking media hasn't picked it up, and I, I, that's they're the people who would re- like it, I think. And I really? speak Spanish, you... so I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm. I, I don't have any connections to interesting. Was, yeah, if anyone interesting. knows any Univision so, or anything? So ca- here's what here's my immediate. Um, uh, assessment of you, Kalen, since we yeah. didn't really have like a lot of time to talk. And I am really thrilled that you're on here for sure. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks so much for having me. And um, I forgot to tell you, I usually tell people that I don't make eye contact with them when I'm on the air. Did you know that? That's my pro- That's my process because I'm already, used to do, your doing practice, that. I think I already made eye contact with you just for a no, second. No, no, I know. But I'm not going to look at you the rest of the time. Okay, it's just, that's cool. Don't take know. that personally. And also, I have a feeling I'm going to be needing to interrupt you. To uh, keep, because here's the thing about you, Kalen. Tell me if I'm right. I think that you are, uh, well, first, uh, wonderful, charismatic. Uh, you have a great vibe, and I think you're like a really kind person and really, really smart. And I think that uh, your brain can get into a really complex place. <laughs> Am I right? I, I, um, I, I've got tons of stuff to work on. Okay, well, no, I I just, you know, like, I think that I'm just going to interrupt you if it gets too complex please. to keep it moving, okay? Y- yeah, no, And I please. don't want you to think I'm rude. No, I, that's great. I mean, Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to just take charge be, here yeah, and make that. sure that, you know, we get, get out the word about you, whatever it is that, who you are. So, um, the thing that you are doing right now is... People can, you wear a Donald Trump mask. Um, I got a picture of it. We can post that. Uh, you can look at my, you can look in my personal Facebook page and see it. It's like a really, you know, a regular, what you would imagine. And then you wear a suit and tie. Now, do you have padding underneath all that? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm wearing a belly and we're just, I just, I just stuff it with whatever. Because you're skinny. Find. It's true. I'm kind of skinny, and um, and I've been recently. I've been. It's I'm really good looking. It's true. It's true. Do you know that? I've been. You told are. You're really good looking. Said I should it's model. True. And I I don't know. Sometimes I feel. Yeah. Like I'm pretty. And I, don't I don't think know. you really care about it, but I, I th- but you are. Uh, thanks. Uh, uh, you look good too. I I oh, nice. I, I stuff my I, I stuff my butt sometimes too. I mm-hmm. you know I, I'm trying to. Girls upgrade. like you though, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Some girls yeah. Like girls me. like you. Some boys like me. I mean, it's, there's people who don't like me. I'm, I'm polarizing. Though. Are you heterosexual? I'm guessing you are. I, I mean, I define as a queer person. I, I a what person? A, a queer, queer. A queer. I define as a queer. So do, I, you, I'm, do you, you know, will you have sex with any gender or any or any mix any mix, mixture of gender or you discriminate on any? I mean, or it's not really discriminating. It's just who you're attracted to. Right. I, I mean, desire is desire is a, a big part is of a it. Bugbear, and who knows where that comes from. Um, I mean, I definitely, yeah, I definitely have like histories of, you know, I, I, uh, like I've, I've, I think like I've, I've mostly, you know, I've here mostly, I'm gonna interrupt you. Mostly women, but some men too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but I, I guess these days I'm, these days I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of uh, celibate. I'm sort of, yeah, trying to because be you're more, really busy and it's confusing. So you're just I kind just, of like I'm, celibate. I you don't want to get emotionally involved with people right now. I think I just, I don't want to. I mean, it's. 
Because what happens it's is you sleep, with the, you sleep with people and then they like you it's and then it's fucked ca- up. It's just easy to be cavalier about feelings and be like, oh, it's no problem. New York City, like you can hook up. I don't know. Maybe that I'm confused It's a lot of responsibility. It. Yeah, you're confused. That's okay. So, uh, respons- but you're responsible. That's cool. I like that. I, I like I that. See, I that's think why I, I like you. Responsible. It's important to be a good person and it's not easy. And, you know, sometimes you get to a place where you're like, I'm a good person. And then you just think you can stay a good person forever. But no, you'll keep fucking up. You have to constantly try to be a good person. Um, if you, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to say that I agree with that in everybody, <laughs> but I think if, if we all believe that and live with that and work through that, I, I, I would be, I would be so happy that I couldn't believe that I was on this planet it's, more than I am already. Well, it's really delightful to hear you, I, I hear love, the timbre of your voice. Well, I love hearing that thinking and i want you guys out there to all did i say something that was abnormal well um i think think some people just think i'm a good person and they don't think like they just take for granted that like they're a good person i did that until this year and 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 really something happened uh not not really I, I don't think I don't actually think so. I, th- I actually think okay. I, good. A let's of mine, let's change the yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what about um, so so people pay you to beat you? Yeah. So it's a great idea. I think you're really. I mean, I saw your studio. You're obviously a, a font of creativity and production, and <laughs> it's great. I think it's wonderful. I like that you're getting people to pay you to hit you. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, it's like, what is that like for you? Where Where does that motivation come from? Is there any S and M in it, or what is it? What is it? There suddenly is S and M in it. Uh, honestly, I thought it was a very obvious gimmick, and and. Uh, I mean, I I I used to organize fight clubs. I, I think violence oh. is okay. I, I I think I think in Spanish there's this verb chocar. It's like impact. And I think mm-hmm. it's I think I think we the only thing that I used to say about the project was that the more liberal people's politics are, the more pathetically dainty they are when they hit me with the noodle. <laughs> and I think That's it's, awesome. I think there's I think there's something in that. You know, I think mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. exfoliating about mm-hmm. something. But um, it, yeah. I, I think I think political violence can be productive, and the whole you know the whole vague abstract thesis of this thing is like Donald. The thesis of Donald Trump and political violence is, mm-hmm. is what it is, isn't it? Right. No, I mean I think it's a perfect idea. I mean I I really I, I really was just mean like, that. I oh think my it's god! A great like, why idea. is no one doing this? So I don't think it's brilliant, but no, I do. I think it's one of those ideas that's like oh oh wow that's so simple. It's why didn't I think of that? Right. Why it's strange that more people aren't doing it to me. So how how's how does it work out? Do people so you get five bucks, which sounds like a pretty good deal, dude? So there's, do people there's a whole menu. are people? Yes, yes. Um, uh, I'm going to put your website up there. Uh, for like eight dollars, they can get this, but it's generally like five bucks, and they can hit you. It's We're like, talking. Yeah. In, we only have an hour, Kalen. So we only have, you know, we only have like 50, 49 minutes well, together. Let me just plug the Kentucky Klondike Bar and the Cleveland Steamer. There are some nasty things that are on the menu. And if you want to go there, give me a call. Where's the Klondike Bar? Is that a bar? You mean not am just I, an I'm ice not cream bar? To cur- am I not allowed to curse? How do I describe Fuck this? Yes, okay, you can so curse. You, you, the Kentucky Klondike Bar, if you look it up on the Urban Dictionary, it's, you take a shit and you freeze the shit and then you use your shit to fuck somebody. 
mm. is what a Kentucky Klondike bar is. Thanks right? for sharing and that. I know. I see you learn something every 25, day. That's 2500 Oh, if somebody wants to do that to so you. So ideally, Donald himself will get that. You know, he'll come down and do that. Yeah, to, yeah. So have you made a lot of money or made any real money? Or is it like, are you I making made, like 100 bucks a day? Or No, I'm, I barely made rent. Last last uh, last month, I started on the twelfth, and so and you were pa- you were planning on um, on um, making money enough money from this, or when I I honestly when I first thought of this idea, I was just like, this is going to be a cash cow. People are going to love this. I'm yeah, make so much money, and the, I've gotten loads of press and not that much money. Have you thought about having just people whack you for free? Oh yeah, kids play free, and most people whack me for free anyway. And most ah. people, most people like take the thing and do the thing, and then don't pay. Right, right, that's, right. And that's just it's, the nature of street performance, because yeah, that's what's delightful right. about this project is that street performers are always being exploited, mm-hmm. and so this this brings us to a new sort of it obviates right. and focuses. So, what us. do you feel like you are uh, like personally, emotionally getting? I mean, it must be affecting you in some way. Sure. Well, it is cathartic, also because because. As a street performer, I mean, I usually do this puppetry and this cart and different things and not happenings, whatever. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, because I recognize pictures of you. You normally are dressed in a – like I would say um, if if anybody has been at the the, uh, Bushwick Open Studios in the last few years and you see this person with this crazy giant outfit pushing this crazy giant – cart i don't even know it looks like it's made with like tons of fabric and it's a huge huge thing you stand out you stand out there you stand out there so you do some very visually obvious not obvious but i mean just very arresting performance and very in i mean that's so in your face that performance because just the size and the weirdness of it well, i think it's broke I, it's what i'd want to see I, I, mm-hmm. I definitely a lot of things i just do because they're what i would want to see and i and mm-hmm. you know sort of disappointed with the world and since I, you know when you're a little kid and you're like why do all the cars look the same uh, whatever you know i mean it has to do with difference and heterogeneity or whatever right so um i want to find out like what kind of background you're from like where oh, did okay. you wind up in this weird weird ass place kaylin uh, well, i mean are your parents worried about you you know, I I mean I do you have parents? Yeah, my, were you I, the born biggest, out of the biggest privilege? Humans? The biggest privilege I have is the support of my family, and they, they you know my parents are wonderful. I have a wonderful family. They're they're all teachers, uh, and they uh, you know they they actually are all in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I I came to New York because it's if you do street work, it's the only mm-hmm. place people walk. So around. where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in a little forest outside of Seattle. It's it's technically this suburb. In a forest, it. you mean like like elves or something? Well, my yeah. Was my, there a home? There was a home. My my grandparents purchased some land for like nothing when it was all forest out there, and mm-hmm. and built a little you know school and a little house out there, and and mm-hmm. this homeschooling project turned into a little family school, and and I went to the school, and then. Uh, Went to went to college in Ohio and then. So did you? Do your parents? Would you say your family runs a school? Is that how yeah, they make yeah, money? I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, it's a little family, little tiny family business. Private school. Yeah, it's a little private school. Yeah. Uh huh. And wh- where? What is? Where is it? What it's right. Name? It's outside of Seattle. It's it's technically in Bellevue, but it's actually just in this little forest that S- Bellevue so surrounded. It sounds lovely, honestly. It's very beautiful. I'd and say, it, where yeah. do your um, do, do, are most of the kids from Seattle? Used to be, I mean, as the urban fabric thickened, you know, things that mm-hmm. used to be proximal became farther apart just because of the mm-hmm. thickness of the urban. Mm-hmm. And, and so 
fewer and fewer of the kids are, I think, from Seattle proper. But mm-hmm. but you don't have trouble getting. I mean, it's not so. I far used to bike into the city. It's like it's like forty minutes. Biking so you into don't Seattle. have trouble getting. You have good. You have a good full house there, right? What do you, What do you mean? Like you don't have trouble getting enrollment. You know. It, Sometimes I think enrollment is up now, but you know if you're if you got friends in Seattle, you know check it out. I mean it's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool school. It's got it's got it's got great uh, great great uh, great great everything right. Great test scores. Great any any measure. It's it's it's, it's, it's up a really there good in the, school. In the top, so yeah. you must have grown up with like your grandparents. That's and, right. Yeah. We, so what happened? What was it like? Was it like a bunch of homes, small homes on this property. I'm see, trying to I mean, picture there's, it. There's two. There's two houses in the wood. Two houses in the school. So my parents and I live in one, and then, and then my grandparents live next door, and my cousins, uh, and and aunts and uncles live nearby and come in every day. Wow, um, that yeah, is really amazing. So you're really surrounded by your extended family. It is. It's sort of, sort of a non-nuclear kind of style family. Yeah, that's really unusual. And, it's, isn't and it? I'm critical of this whole like Amer- the diasporic nature of the American family, but I, I, it's ironic because I'm the one that sort of left the fold in my family. So what? What are you? Do you have brothers and sisters? I mean, not. I, I don't. But I. I like my. I was an accident. And my dad has a joke about the Trojans losing the war. The condom broke. I think. So they um, never wanted children. Is that what? Well, they wanted them later, but then then I, they couldn't have more later. But then I then I uh, like I grew up really close with my cousins. So I sort. It's sort of. I sort of have some kind of pseudo brother. Right, because you, know, you all grew up. Yeah. There's been no. There's been no women born in my family for like five or six generations. Wow. Somehow. Wow, that's that's weird. You know, my um, my husband's side too. They have like uh, three boys that had like eight children total, and only one girl. Yeah, that's weird. That whole testosterone thing. So, um, I I mean, I've been thinking about transitioning, but I'm really interested in being pregnant. I definitely. So you're um, thinking about turning into a woman, transitioning into a woman. The thing is, the thing about transitioning is like I really, um. It's like not the most important thing for me, but I think, you know, if I could be, if I could carry a child, I would be much more interested. And I think that is around the bend, um, medically. Yeah, they but had a uh, uterus implanted this week, but then it, it got a it got a, uh, in a yeast infection. Those are really uncomfortable. In a, it was it was a cro- a, cro- a trans trans implantation. Yeah, really? Oh, you I didn't, didn't hear about I didn't that? Hear about the this. uterus? A delightful. I heard they, they gave somebody in a woman. It was a woman that was born without a uterus. Right. Okay. So this is what I heard. And so I heard five years away probably is. Okay. So I, w- I just want to get a clearer picture of your family because it sounds oh. highly unusual from huh. my experience oh, anyway. So did um so you so what what were your parents like? Like were they teachers? They taught at the school. Yeah, my, did my they parents? ever have to go out and like did they didn't go out and have to get they were kind of brought up and worked in the family business, right? How were you brought kind up? Of, was it uh, like a nice house or did you guys have to go to a well and, you know, get your own water or what kind of circumstances uh, was it? No, we're, we're barely on the grid um, for, uh, uh, like we're off the grid. Uh, we're on the, we're on plum. Oh gosh, is it? I think we're on, we, we've got a sewage, like a septic, but and like we're off the, we're on some, some grids and off, off others. Uh, my, my my parents have been best described as like Christian hippie types. Mm-hmm. You know, they're liberals basically. Mm-hmm. My whole family's kind of left, but like not super left. Are it, they religious? My parents are. I mean, I was raised Congregationalist, so like Barack Obama, mm-hmm. like all the ministers were gay in our church at some certain points. Mm-hmm. But I, I left. That people were always like, "Kalen's a Buddhist." 
growing up. Are you? Were you? No, no, I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. Oh, but they, Buddhism is okay, but, you know, but... But that's not what you were. Uh, no. But did you ever feel like... And so you went to school there, I'm assuming, right? I did, yeah, K, so basically you, K through 12, yeah. So did you ever feel like um, that uh, you, you, um, you know, that you, your life was fairly isolated or or limited i don't mean unlimited sounds so negative but it sounds like you had a very specific experience that you know you you weren't cross-pollinating with a lot of other families i did but i i uh i am i uh i guess i i mean i i really I really tried to, you know, go into. Like, I, I used to go into Seattle every day and go to hardcore shows uh, as much as uh, possible. Okay. You know, I, I, it's not like I would stay in the woods. Ah, uh, um, okay, so I, yeah. So I, I mean, I yeah. definitely like. I I didn't go to. I didn't go to prom. I never had like a football. The only sport was like fencing. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was into fencing for some reason, and mm-hmm. so I did this like aristocratic like fencing thing. Right, <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, yeah. So, so did you feel? Um, fr- did you ever feel frustrated? Did you ever feel like? Um, I wish, you know, that I could just, you know, did you, were you aware, like your life sounds unusual. Is it, did it feel like it was unusual? It sounds unusual to me in in sort of a great way. You don't, I mean, I feel like you don't, don't it's just my life, right? Yeah. So what happened when you went to college? Where'd you go to college? I went to, I went to Oberlin. I I got, I got a good scholarship to Oberlin and, and, uh, went there and I still got some debt from it, but, but yeah, I went to Oberlin. Um, that's a really good school. It was, it was, it was, I actually, and you got a scholarship. So my parents really wanted me to go to college. My parents really wanted me to go to college. It was a need-based scholarship and I I didn't get a merit scholarship. Um, but, but I, but I, um, you got a scholarship. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, it wasn't a full ride, you know, but, but I, but I, uh, really, I'd like to next time, please Bring your family's bank records. I, I will. Yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll bring that for the next. Just, we like to talk about that. I think it's important for people to talk. People. No, I think it is really good because otherwise, no, I think it is really good. I think it is. You're right. I'm making fun, but you're absolutely right. You're It'd be nice if everyone right. had a little number over their head. No, but also, I mean, especially with creative people, because it's always such a weird way that we wind up making money one way or the other, and and it and or it's good for or money. not making money. And I think it's really good. You know, I think it's like there's probably a lot of people that are assuming, oh, he's getting rich off this Donald Trump thing, and it's really good for people well, to know only, that it's only. your your creative drive, and that's pushing you to do it, not if you want. If you want to hire me for parties, the Trump thing is great in parties. Maybe we will. It's great. Yeah, I got a big party coming People up. People are into it, and we're we're working on a porn too. Ideally, there'll be a porn I, would be I good. envision like orgy of everyone is dressed like Donald Trump. A lot of scat play, a lot of water play. Oh, that's um, good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So okay, and so Trump, Trump fest too. I, there's, Trump there's, fest. There's I lo- I'm loving that. I'm kind of loving that. I, there's there's a couple of places the project could go. I think. Um, the, I want to do the Donald does hashtag like Don, like Donald Trump doing things. So um. like Donald, what I've thought of like Donald fills a microwave with stones. Like Donald oh. rubbing meat on the floor. Like Donald Trump humping a newsstand. Mm-hmm. Any anybody listening with a video camera or, or the desire for a web series? Here's your man. Uh, desire to create a web series. Um, it would be pretty funny. So when you went to college, was what was that like? Was it really strange to be like among the normal people? Did you feel um, like that or was it weird? Or how was that when you first uh, went to college? 
Oh, uh, gosh. Um, You're 28, right? Yeah. So was that was like last week or something. Oberlin, man, I, I was, I didn't want to go to college. I mean, I, I, I was always critical of the corporate mm-hmm. sort of college becoming, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, mean, I just wanted to, I, I like learning. I like acad- academia actually, but mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to go audit classes everywhere. My folks wanted to go to like, oh, what the hell? I'll do it. Um, I actually loved Oberlin. I thought it was really great for me for whatever reason. It's a, kind of a weird place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a nice little utopic mm-hmm. uh, enclave. Mm-hmm. But And it's got to pro- tons of problems too. Um, but no, I was kind of a weird person in Oberlin. I, I'm, I'm no, I was known mm-hmm. for sort of weird antics there. But I, I don't know. Like you are now. I guess. So did you have a lot of friends there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still close with a lot of the people from there. Um, mm-hmm. But I... I think, you know, I think I kind of was, I kind of floated also. Like I kind of like was sort of weirdly in between a lot of the social groups. It was hard to like, there there was like this gay lacrosse team that I was kind of Mm -hmm. friends with and like Mm -hmm. the sort of more like indie rocker hipsters Mm -hmm. and like the more, and so there were a few punk rockers and hippies, Mm -hmm. but you know, I I was kind of like bumping But you didn't really, but you didn't really have, you're, you're a bit, bit of like, um, yeah, well, I had close friends, you know, but, yeah. but like uh, definitely, I definitely have always been sort of w- w- in between in terms of, in term, like liminal. Is the right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. like, do you think that maybe um, your, you know, just your uh, way of doing things or the way that you were brought up isn't doesn't exactly fit in? You just don't naturally fit into a category or something like that. So I, I, is that I, part of it? I, I or? would hope not. I mean, I, I mean, I would hope I would fit into categories. Um, categories, but like you don't, you don't. Do you ever look at somebody and say, "Yeah, that person's just like me," or like, do you identify with other people easily? Yeah, I, I do, but but I don't. I mean, I <laughs> you do I, and you don't. I I notice that you know I notice things that are the same and things that are different. But like, mm-hmm. I never had a TV. And so, like, okay. I'm trying to watch TV more now because uh, sometimes you make jokes and people are like that was a joke on Seinfeld. Like, that's stupid. Why don't you know that? But otherwise, or, or oh, the, you know, the that's interesting. You can, get, you can get close to with people. The TV is, you know, it's important. So, yeah, that's what I think I'm get, getting that you don't necessarily have all the same frames of references. That's probably true. It's not a like I'm not making it a good or a bad thing. It's just that when you're brought well, up, make, in, but make it bad. Well. I, I, one th- the way you just put that m- made me curious because you said something like you don't, that you intimated that maybe people, you felt stupid that people, that people, um, don't, that you don't, you don't get the Seinfeld references. Well, does, I think, do I you think feel stupid? When, how, does that bother you? Do no, you feel I mean, stupid? I think everyone does. That. I mean, it's just like weird, the weird gaping holes in like cultural references. But how did, how did, yeah, how, did, how is that? What is that like for you? Is that weird or? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a conflict, right? Cause it's on the one hand, it's like, I feel ignorant. And on the other hand, it's sort of like a weird, like, oh, like unprivileged, like, oh, I didn't have TV. But on the other hand, I feel this weird, like, sense of Nietzschean superiority because I'm like, yeah, oh, I didn't you're have a too TV. smart for that. Uh, not even that, but just like, <laughs> too, like edu- too, too cultured. Or something like, right, like, something like, there's, there's, there's definitely ways you can trick yourself into looking, looking down on television culture, too. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, I think the whole ga- runs the gamut, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole range of of um, stuff that you would what, take away what, from that. Well, what was your childhood like? Did you? What, what's your relationship with culture? 
Um, I actually, it's interesting. Like for me, TV um, is a little bit of a hot button because my father was a TV addict. So there was a whole world. He ignored us from for the TV. Oh, wow. I mean, he was fairly intellectual. A lot of it was C-SPAN and stuff like that. But so I feel like um, I ignored TV for a long, long time because like children of alcoholics. But I went through TV phases, and now I, I, I use TV. I like it. I think there's some great stuff on TV. I think mm-hmm. TV's improved a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. Where did you grow up? Outside of – I lived in Manhattan until I was um, eight, and then we moved to the suburbs. What was your, ad- your address? Um, my address in 7660 Williams Way. Oh, you cool. mean in Philadelphia? Yeah. Why did you ask me that? That's an interesting – Well, in case we need to go visit your – you know, my childhood home. Yeah, in case you know, the Bernie Sanders had the, like some like ex-communist hater. Bernie hater is now living in his apartment. Mm. We could do that for you. Oh, oh, that would be cool. Now we've got. So, it. what do you think your role? Like, I think. Do you feel like you have a political? You have a political role in the world in, in some general, way. In ge- I guess, kind of. Yeah, and wh- I mean, I'm I'm not saying you do or you don't or you're going to or you don't have one. I'm not talking about your ego. I'm just talking about, um, not even talking about your perception of any of it. I'm just talking about like inside. What do you feel like? Do you feel like, do you feel like you have like a? I get the sense that you, um, like what you said is like we have to be nice to each other. We have to like you you ha- you kind of would set a really great example like do you do you see that you could set an example in certain ways perhaps or you want to live your life in a certain way um so that you don't contribute to a lot of bad shit that happens out there stuff like that no okay <laughs> well <laughs> hey you know i well, you know this is it's like i mean it's like a this is a deep end this is a like a, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you, like, you, you're an artist now. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't, um, I can, just knowing you the superficial way that I do, I don't see, I don't see a sustainable career path for you, sweetheart. Okay. So what are you going to do? Well, I I want to start by challenging this, this concept. neoliberal discourse of sustainability, which is one of these Green capitalist concepts, okay, right? Isn't it? Cool. But I, I, and I don't want to give like prescripted answers. I, I, no, I mean, no, I wanna, I'm like, trying to get. I'm bites. trying to. I'm trying to get to like what you're. I mean, what poli- you're thinking is so okay. Politically, because I, I, I started applying to stuff recently. I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to go to war with a lot of my own dogmas and ideas, and like started doing drugs recently. You um, did, the, like I, yeah, like, like like what kind of drugs? Like I did salvia. The other day, uh-huh. and like never heard of anyone having a good time on that. And I did that, and it was like it was good. Like I had a great time. By the way, I feel bad about calling you sweetheart. That sounded so condescending. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I, go I, ahead. No, I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, All right. We'll for, move on. Sorry. I um. It's, I I believe in fracture and multiplicity or whatever. So it's hard to boil down a crux. But I, I what I write about recently is this sort of the, like the anything is possible idea, and I think that politically. That's and I'm not sure. That's very idealistic, right? To say that if you see some totally other weird thing moving around, or like mm-hmm. see someone like, well, why is that person doing that thing? It doesn't make sense. Like politically, in the most like optimal sort of abstracted interpretation, you can get from that like, oh, if this 
totally improbable things is happening, maybe other things can be radically different than they are, right? And so to attack the status quo in a very abstract way is like, you know, if wow, if, if this weird cart thing can be traveling the length of Manhattan against traffic on Broadway, maybe my community or my family relations can be very different or, or something like this, right? And I think that's, I, I, I hope that's, you know, maybe, again, I think that's sort of naive, but I, but, you know. Well, that's what sort of, that's what I'm sort of like, I'm fascinated by well, you. And I think that in terms of my personal, you know, life, I mean, I've been doing this for like 10 years. And so like talking about sustainability, like sure, you know, and I think recently I was talking with a friend of mine and realized, you know, like being homeless and being like, I think a lot of Have people. Have you been homeless? In, in, a, in a way, you know, like I've, it, there's different kinds of homelessness. And yeah, but it's hard for me to be homeless because I have friends who are like, if I'm homeless, they'll be like, come hang over, mm-hmm. stop being so, homeless. So you're in a, yeah, you're in a group of people. And, that, and that's, and right. of course, like I said, like the biggest. I, I, that like, will take the, care the, of the themselves. The only privilege I don't have is wealth. People always accuse me of being this rich kid. And it's I, it's the one privilege I don't have. But the biggest privilege I have is the support of my family, you know. And so ultimately. So so is your family, I mean, um, and I, I don't give a shit about, I mean, I mean, I'm not talking about money, like earning money or how important money is. I'm just talking about money as a resource to live. Well, right, so, yeah. so, so do they worry about you or are they still religious? Like, well, do that's they? the thing. I mean, I, gosh, was the, no, I mean, I think I've proved myself to be, you know, I can take C- care of capable myself. Capable like, like when I was 19, right. I, I hitchhiked from Seattle to Argentina, to Patagonia. And my mom wow. was really worried. And she was like, I'd rather you go with my blessing than my curse, ultimately. And so... And so that was, I think, an important thing for her to be like, for a moment of like parental, like do mm-hmm. or die sort of acceptance. But but I, what I was going to say also is uh, this idea of I think a lot of people are motivated by fear of homelessness and hunger and violence and all these things. And it's the nice thing about approaching those things is that if you tackle those things, like, you know, actually being homeless and hungry, like you, is, isn't so bad or something like I can do that. It's like that, then you sort of realize, oh, like what would I actually want to do if I wasn't being motivated by fear, if I wasn't mm-hmm. worried about these things? I think that's that's also helpful, right, in terms mm-hmm. of being like, what kind of world do I want to live in? Like, I want to live in a world where people dress up with an ultra and get beat up and, like, do weird, do weird puppet shows about nothingness. Right. Um, so it's sort of like a lesson I could learn that I learned today, which is, like, not having somebody schedule. I'm a bit of a control freak, and it totally freaked me out. But now I'm having this wonderful conversation with you, spontaneous, oh, much more spontaneously. Thanks. So okay. I Well, you're good at that. You're also learned really, something. really, you're really, you know, intelligent and, and good. You. It's a really pleasure to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you. And I think you're actually... I mean, you're really good at improvising, right? I mean, you're, it's a sort of, you know that about yourself though, right? Well, no, no. no but I mean, just let me, that's, 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 I think improvisation, all conversation is improvisation. No, it? I like, I like um, doing this show and I've been doing it almost a year now. And um, I've been given a privilege show. to, you mean just. I mean, just in your, like I've talked to you before and you're an extremely quick-witted person. Oh, well, thank you. I have a confidence issue. And you have, but you have a kind of a, a tacit, savvy you know, it's it's like it's like being thrown a curveball that's also that's curving in all sorts of weird ways that you didn't think it could curve. Because the way you intone your questions is very, you know, it, it's like ooh ooh ooh. Oh. It's like it's like it's like eating a cactus. That <laughs> Or, well, but, I'm you know, feeling no, I good. Don't, I don't mean like in a no. Like I, I a appreciate way. that. Like, you know, I I do have a lot of confidence issues and compliments. I have one of my paintings that says. Uh, my thir- my my shrink says compliments make me psychotic. Oh, so but but I do appreciate them. You painted uh, that painting. Yes, is that about you being a shrink for yourself? No, that's about my shrink saying that to me. Oh, 
But um, no, I mean, um, because I didn't have the support of my family, which right. is one of the things that I'm noticing about you that I think is something that, um, I mean, it sounds like your background, you know, you've gotten a lot of, your, your, you have a certain, um, you have a home in the world because of the way that you were living in an extended family in nature, which sounds really like the way humans were meant to live, no? I think, I think that I really... I think it's. I think I've been blessed with this. With like the, you know, I I, I never had any sort of. You know, I I grew up in a very stable, very nurturing situation. That's mm-hmm. I, I can't overemphasize the importance. Of that. But I I don't. I also you know I know tons of people who grew up without that who are doing great. You know, and that's, no, I you know. know. I mean, say, we're but we're but 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 it's, I it's also nature, nurture, yeah, I knows, also but. do get like I'm beginning to understand your sense of fearlessness. And I understand, like you, when you said you hitchhiked to Patagonia, and your parents were afraid then, but then you rec- you were able to do that, and you were sensible and smart, and you're good with people, and do you know you do the right thing, and people trust you, so you were able to manage that. And then if you know after that, and then you also went to college, you got you know went to a good school, like was, you were educated. I was, act- I was the head of my student government too, which is ironic for an anarchist. See, I'm just but, saying, you know, I felt like there's something very political about you. It's, it's I think I, something I can do, but I'm not. I I'm the whole you know the Bernie Sanders thing does really make one question. I may have to reevaluate some things if he's What do you elected. mean? What I do you mean? I just mean it's it's really easy in America to totally mistrust the political process. Right. And having someone like him, like I literally he's the only politician in America. Like I've been getting his emails for five years. You know, I, I've been following him forever. Ah. And I, I really I think he's a pretty cool guy. I mean he's he's just regular. He's just common sense. Right. Anywhere else not anywhere right. else, but in Europe, he's be sort of middle of the road regular European called politician basically. Right, right, but, right. But he's you know, I mean he's did, that this could happen in America is like it is staggering. That, this, you mean this, that he could be this close to getting a oh, nomination? Oh, yeah, and, and like thinking about – it's kind of like this morning I was like, fuck, maybe this means the whole idea of the internet opening up society yeah, I is think actually – it's just been a, like a delayed reaction. It's taken us a, a second, but finally – like everyone is starting to, I mean, you know. The, yeah, for better and for worse. For better and for worse. I mean, like Trump's hatred. Let's hear about the worse. Well, Trump's hatred. I mean, he's brought up a lot. Of, he's brought out a lot of negative uh, vibes, but in a way or whatever, you know, alt or whatever. A lot of like real negative, hateful, you know. He's enigmatic. But isn't he, it's exciting because he's this perfect. He's this. You couldn't ask for a more complete encapsulation of the metaphor of oh, capitalism yeah. and but i love and that i actually sorry no, I'm no, in, now you, i'm in, you, just interrupting you to interrupt you which is rude oh, that's fine <laughs> i get yelled at a lot um, I my husband gets mad oh. but you're not him so you, oh. so you know what i mean now i'm all nervous that somebody's going to get not him but now i'm like sent i got wow Okay, so we had an uh, emotional moment yeah, that was there. Real. That, that was, was really an emotional hip- hiccup. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, just notice. I mean, I'm just noticing everything right now. So, um, Me too. so, so the thing is, um, though, about Donald Trump is that I like. I actually, I, I actually feel safer knowing that anger and hatred is out there. Isn't it's it? I mean, when it's, like, it's hidden. Yeah, I agree. Like in sexism in the in the workplace. I worked in a, you know, advertising agencies for like 25 years. And in the workplace where it's hidden, it's much worse. Right. Because people manipulate and well, lie. Right. And it's different it's complicated because 
on the one hand, it's true that you know I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather have the person who says I am a racist, I hate whatever this kind of race of person, than the person who claims not to be a racist and sure. says they don't see color or, or is defensive about yeah, it. Yeah, but the, the the other problem though is that mm-hmm. the thing you notice with political mm-hmm. violence and Trump is that you know if this is becomes a thing where you know is it, should he be held accountable by for normalizing sort of hate hate speech that he it's kind of fake it till you make it maybe it skips a generation you know and then well but as, having things under the it's 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 the question it becomes a, and this is a question for you about psychoanalysis people some people say therapy actually extends your uh neuroses about problems like if you if you have some emotional problem and you go deep into it go to therapy that actually will like you actually will think about it for two or three times longer whereas if you just were like ah whatever I'll get over it then you then you maybe will go Well to I'm really cynical about therapy and therapists I mean you need yeah. it depends on the therapist depends on the person it's okay. a very case by right. case con- basis yeah, and it's anarchist. it's definitely been uh <laughs> per- therapy has been perverted by our society as a crutch for a lot of things too right, I right. mean if you're not really right. working hard or trying something it can be just are you an a, excuse are you right I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm a self-proclaimed psychotherapist. It's kind of a joke that started in 2001. I I agree. If you want a PhD, I can give you that. Oh, really? Okay. In in history of Napoleon, you know the thing where Napoleon uh, conquers Europe and like He's going to go get crowned by the Pope, and at the last minute, he takes the crown from the Pope and puts it on his own head, and he crowns him like this ex-Nilo crowning himself. It, wow, it's you like, are like, really educated. Like you can't take you you can't take uh, the the idea is you can't you can't be given power. You have to take power, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel this way about institutions. It's it, it, interesting. I used to organize free schools a lot. Mm-hmm. And an interesting thing about. Uh, accreditation is you look at all these big mm-hmm. institutions that accredit universities. Yale and Harvard mm-hmm. just run on street cred, and and uh, because if if they were you know if you decredited Yale and Harvard you know the Ivy League the whole system would fall apart. And I was like street cred, like I can run on street cred. So you know, do you know what the Bruce Equality Foundation is then? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. What do you I, think I, of I that? just missed their application uh, for oh, their. You should do something with them. Maybe yeah, I've, I've, we, what do we you kind think? of talk to each other. Um, have they approached you or you approached I them? like Bruce. I, I like Bruce uh, in a lot of ways. Um, so, sometimes they're annoying. I, I, mm-hmm. Often It's not really what you do, right? Often often I think when you're close – like things I'm really close to I tend to be really critical of often. So I, I sometimes I can't tell they're if I'm really – They're a little if organized I'm, If I'm you. really close to someone or really, really far from them. It's like Bread yeah. and Puppet Theater in Vermont. Like I yeah. feel like, like I'm like, oh, that's – like I'm really critical of Bread and Puppet Theater. And mm-hmm. probably because I'm so close to them, but I, I don't know. But Bruce High Quality Foundation is a little bit too establishment for you, I think. Is it? You think? I I don't know. I would have I to. Think I, 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 I think it might be. I think it might not. It, it might not be something you wouldn't. You might enjoy. You might not. But, uh, but I've been it, to a couple of classes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're they have some kind of sub, subliminal hidden interest in sort of. Co- sort of art world shit that like I'm like a little bit mm-hmm. like really guys like it's kind of and and, mm-hmm. and like give this I don't know it's like yeah. they're not no, really doing you. anything in a certain it, sense it's a little like, too sanctioned for well it's like it's a little like art schooly like kids who want to yeah 
No, I hear but, you. But no, I mean, I think, and I, I, I don't and I think don't, it's not, you know. I, I mean, I, I'm into that stuff too. I'm into. It's just a matter, the, the, we're like, only talking about whether it's something that you would be interested school. in well, participating in or not. I think there's, there's elements of it that yeah. are cool and elements of it that are, like, mm-hmm. their art show at the at the Brooklyn Museum a couple years ago, I was like, I, when I hadn't heard about them and I saw that, I was like blown away. I was like, this is great. So, um, oh, but, yes. So I want to ask you, I'm just yeah. personally curious about this because I have really like embraced nature a lot. Like I'm somebody who started camping in their fifties uh-huh. who oh. like grew up in an urban environment. You recommend some places around to camp? Oh. I love yeah, I love Yeah, that. that I don't even want to say on the air. Oh, okay. Tell me <laughs> um but but uh so I imagine that's some like were you brought up in nature? Like what's that like with the animals sure. and all that? Yeah. Like how is that different than what I think right. that's probably is that a really big difference? Like you have a lot of ideas. we're 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 talking broad strokes, generalizing, but like let's say you have a certain kind of idealism that is brought that you have gotten from like your family situation, but also being brought up in nature. Do you think so? Like how would how would that affect? How did that affect these, you? These, I feel like these are impossible speculative questions to know about. You know, because oh, you have nothing. To, or something. But I don't you know, know but, but you know how you felt growing up. Was it? Was I definitely. It, I mean, I used to spend. Time, I used to go backpacking. I used to hitchhike out and just go into nature for go into the woods for you know a couple like a week or two by myself. Sometimes I think it's cool. But but I also I used to always like. Do you need Do you need a tent? Do you need a sleeping bag? Like, what would What's your idea of like going out into nature? I would I would bring a tent, a sleeping bag. Usually, I I, I increase. Let, I've been traveling recently without a tent. Usually, still mm-hmm. with a sleeping bag, but not always. But I think um, I used to think it when I, I used to worry that I would miss it, but I don't. I don't at all. Actually, I don't feel like I need that at all. Well, maybe you you've you've gotten it. What about animals? Like like are you used to having a lot of like wild animals and all sorts of animals? Domestic wild animals kind around. Of. I actually didn't grow up with any pets. Really, well, when I was a little kid, there was this half coyote dog that helped helped teach us about like violence, math. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, violence. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, when your little little kids are violent and like don't understand boundaries, and you know, uh, we would like tr- we would like torture this dog, and it wouldn't let us torture it. You know, when we were little kids, we'd be like poke the dog, and they'd be like. Argh! But like mm-hmm. it was it was a good mom in terms of t- being like don't do this. Right, so, but right. the dog died when we were four. I think me and my cousin were four, and so, um, but I mean, yeah, the deep bear and deer and porcupines and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, animals. But I don't you think? I do you think? I kind of think all animals, like deer, probably are like like if you asked a deer. Like, so what was it like to grow up with bear? Bears are <laughs> no, no. I I understand, I but like d- this, so this do, you, do you do you mi- do you mi- do you miss it? You don't miss it. Like you don't miss being around nature. But you also are. I don't probably, know. Um, uh, uh, okay, yeah. let's switch. Let's switch. I want to ask you this because you know we only have like thirteen minutes left. I want to oh, ask you auspicious. this. So what 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 are you afraid of? You must be afraid of something. What would what do you, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of anything, or maybe you can't think of anything? That's cool too. It it's been hard for me to think of things I'm afraid of. It's true. Um, there's there's like things that I don't like, but I know. I, I mean, I was trying to imagine failure and like imagine like I'm 70 and like homeless and crawling around the gutters. So it's like I can still have a good time. Like I think I can still be okay. Mm-hmm. But I but no, I mean I, I really have embraced. I don't think there's. I don't. Gramsci says pessimism of the intellect, optimism of the will, and it's like I don't want to. 
Who said that? Antonio Gramsci, this like Italian philosopher. radical philosopher. But I think it's what it, what he. It's like I like I don't really have hope, but I refuse to act like I don't have hope. But I really intellectually have embraced total abandon. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're totally fucked, isn't it? I mean, this is not a future. But then it, Bernie Sanders is like, wait a minute, maybe this little, you know. What about uh, what about what people say about Bernie Sanders and that like he's he's idealistic. He's never going to be able to get all the things that he's talk. I mean, you know, you can agree with what he's saying, but he's never going to be able to get it done. It's never going to be. It's never going to happen. It's not practical. What do, what would you say to say to that? Uh. Do you think that's you know, okay, true? He, or? You know what? Primarily, the the best thing Obama did for America was like being black, mm-hmm. and the best the best thing Bernie Sanders could do for America is like being a fucking rabid socialist mm-hmm. and being like, oh my god, what the hell? This is possible. Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean? It's like about po- it's about possibility, and so obviously, you know the whole, the whole thing is if Bernie. Bernie has got to have an army of people who run for Congress in the same way that he's running for, you know, which of course is, but you know, I think that's, that's the, the I think it's pretty special. I mean, in, in any, any way you, you cut the cake, Bernie Sanders has had a profound effect on the United States. Right. Already. So you're, you're like, um, as we, you know, I'm always saying, are you, are you suggesting I run for Congress? Well, I was sort of thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just give it a couple of years. Uh, but I do think that, uh, um, what you're saying is 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 actually a really good point because like um, we're all, I'm always trying to set, remind myself to live in the moment. Really, I'm against the moment. Really, and well, and I was just saying that like what's happening I'm with trying, Bernie. I'm trying to live more good. in the future and the past. Really, what, I, how do you see that? Don't you're 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 I, moving I'm away irritated. from the mic. Get yeah. close oh, to your sorry. mouth. I, no, I, that's right. You know, the, like a, a sort of horrifying hippie proverb the be here now shit mm-hmm. yeah like, every time i hear that i like i internally i just feel like i turn into puke yeah no i i don't mean that i mean like um living in the moment meaning like uh i mean i guess it's, i'm good at that. don't worry about the future like i mean plan for the future but you can't anticipate don't worry about things that you fucked up and don't worry about things getting fucked up that you can't control that's what i mean by that living seems in like the moment. that that has an infinite amount of edges isn't it i mean there's there's that you could say that was like the bush doctrine right i mean like you could say that's 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 what the oil companies are thinking too right uh i said plan for the future i don't think they plan for the future at all right. well for themselves well, but it's like a it's like a seventy year out. It's like a yeah, but, seventy year. Plan. But the problem is their values to begin with. I'm I'm just what well, I say what, that's to what myself. I mean, right, about being a good person, I think that's what it comes back to. It's like it's like it's it's you gotta always remember be a good person. You can't just take that for granted. Um, the problem the problem also is like sometimes I feel like I've done things that are really nice. Like my my husband has often said to me that I'm too generous. Oh, I mean, me too. I'm I'm constantly finding people's computers and stuff and like returning them, and people just you know like or like doing favors, like offering. Like I was going to offer rides to the thing last Saturday, and then which thing? Um, this co- women in comedy. Oh, um, cool. Photographer, it was awesome. Shout out Mindy. Shout out Mindy Tucker, brilliant photographer. Oh, cool. We want to get you on the show. Tom Tenney, the station d- director, was just asking about on, why Mindy. we don't have you on. Mindy, you got to get over here. So anyway, uh, 
But, you know, so I was like, maybe I should post on the web page or, you know, the Facebook page and I'll offer a ride. And then he's like, no, you know, don't bother doing that because then you're going to have to run around beforehand and pick people up and blah, 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 right. blah. And I didn't do it. And I was kind of glad because I ran right. late, blah, blah, right, blah. Right. But do you, do you know what I mean? Do you well, ever I, feel taken advantage of? Or yeah, what, how profoundly, do, constantly. I mean, I think, I mean, it, but I... I believe in the gift economy also. Like, I don't believe in reciprocation. I think it's like, I mean, also, you know, I, I, I've been laden with tons of privileges, you know, and it's, and it's nice to give, I, I do what I want because I want to do it also. But I definitely also, as a street worker, a culture worker on the street, constantly feel like people are constantly taking me, taking me for granted. And it's, and it's, and you, and sometimes you, I get into parties that are like a $70 entrance fee and mm-hmm. I get in for free because I'm weird or whatever. But then, but it's like all these people like, are like, what the fuck are you using your money for? You gave me, you gave me 50 cents and you paid $70 to come into this terrible party. Oh. Like, are you kidding? You know, it's just shit like that. I mean, and I think New York is a particularly salient place to experience uh, dif- income differentials, mm-hmm. right? And just like, just, mm-hmm. yeah, in, in general, wh- whether it's money or being treated like an object or, or not that there's anything wrong with being an object, but. Uh, yeah, so, but isn't it like what, it sounds also like what I also try to keep in mind that's so important. Um, and I wish I knew more about this when I was your age. Unload, <laughs> um, yeah. Would you have advice? No, I mean, I think you're living for the experiences. Oh. I mean, especially when you're young. Well, it is, but then it's also like, I mean, the strange thing about the stuff that I do is that I realized recently that I hardly have any data of, I hardly have any trace of a lot of the things I've done have been so fleeting mm-hmm. um, that it's, it's. I, I'm making a film now. It's, it's I'm mm-hmm. trying to, my focus Besides mm-hmm. this Trump thing on on the making this film, it's a documentary about a documentary mm-hmm. from the future because it's some it's a trace, you know. You have something that you can that mm-hmm. you can hang on to that's not this fleeting thing. So, but it is. I mean, uh, you know, it's important. So, I mean, like, do you wish that you were that you had more of a capacity to do- document your work or? No, I, I, I'm good now. I mean, I mm-hmm. suddenly feel like I'm starting to mm-hmm. have talk, but there's a lot of things that from mm-hmm. the past that were sort of fleeting, but. You know, but but that's the other thing that I wanted to say is that I really think I really have come to think that if you just dedicate yourself to doing something, I think you can do it. Mm-hmm. I think you can make it. Where sometimes you have to make tons of sacrifices for it, but if you really dedicate yourself to do it and you just decide to do it, like there was this. You see the a few weeks ago this guy in like Pakistan or something who like was in got his arm cut off or something in the auto shop and he like on the internet learned how to make a robotic arm like. For himself, and he made himself a robotic wow, arm. Wow, so crazy! You know, like if you want to, you can do it. Right, right, and it's right. Like, like I was like, I want to do puppet shows about nothingness because I would want that, and like have been doing that, and it's work. It's worked. It's working. You mm. know, it's just, and I like, I, I'm like, okay, I won't eat food. I won't have any natural light in my home. I'll mostly live underground, and that's okay as long as I can not do what I want. Wow. You know, yeah. I just feel like because it's okay. Because you see lots of possibilities. I guess also because the way, you know, your your family must have seen a lot of possibilities. You know what I mean? I like right, they didn't sure. follow a conventional right. path right. and they didn't they didn't want, they didn't prescribe. They It sounds like they don't try to get other people to follow a conden- conventional path. Is I that think, right? But I think also to a fault. I mean, I think sometimes there is, you know, something to... You know, not just enabling this kind of laissez-faire, like do whatever you want. It's okay, honey. You know, it's like there's that's that can be dangerous, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you having demands and expectations all the time. Yeah, or whatever, real. or nothing. Not this Did they have demands games. and expectations as well, or were they more, or they just wanted you to do what you were naturally going to do? How do you see it? 
I don't know. I don't know that they had a particular pedagogy that they understood. I mean, I they probably weren't thinking about it, but... I think that, I mean, of the, course there are things they want. I think that this is a constant conflict, especially when you're raising a child. It's like, fuck, mm-hmm. like, I want this child to well, be successful, but I don't want to force well, them to do Well, what message things. did you think? What I mean, what would you guess? What's your sense of how they brought you up? Do you okay, think they... I have a I have something that my mom said to me many times growing up that I think profoundly affected me. She said, and I, I, I think I'm so indebted to this. She said, Kaylin, I don't want you to be happy. I want so much more for you than that. Hmm. Hmm. You know? Wow. And I was like, and I think like. That gave me like, the chills. That's pretty awesome. Right? I think it's a very beautiful thing to say. And I think, um, I think it's pretty, I think it's like a, yeah, I think that affected me. So do you think your parents like um, gave you like a sense of empowerment? Like you can make <laughs> things happen in that way? I hate that word empowerment. And I'm Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, we need more empowered white men, isn't it? No, no. We do. We I really do. Not, yeah. Well, it's weird. Bernie Sanders and Jeremy Corbyn. No, but I mean it's like, weird, like they made you feel like, I mean, even like to let your kid at age 19 to hitchhike to another planet like but that. But I think it, the, the, the verb let is operational in terms of. You know, my mom, I was, at a certain point, my mom realized I was going to do this and either she could become estranged from me or she could stay my friend mm-hmm. and be in touch with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk every week, you know. That's or, nice. And how did your cousins turn out? Your peers? Well, my cousins are cool. Do they uh, still live in the area? My, you know, my, my, my cousin, my cousin Noel, who I'm, I'm really close to, um, the closest, he's more mm-hmm. like close mm-hmm. to like, like my brother kind of. Right. Um, he uh, he just got back. He was in uh, he was in uh, Ethiopia teaching dramaturgy to kids for <laughs> two years and just decided, That's which is incredible. cool. He's, he's a really I really love him. Um, wow! And, and I was cruel to him when, when we, uh, I bullied him for a second. And feel re- that's the thing I. You mean when you were growing when up? When I was growing up, I, there was a moment when I was really cruel to him, and I think it really affected me to notice when I noticed that I had ah, hurt him. Really? I really do. Was yeah. it one thing, or was it uh, was it one incident, or no, was it a period? No, a campaign of attrition. Just the, for no senseless, just senseless power shit. Were you older or bigger? I was or? slightly older. Mm-hmm. Slightly older than him. And and you were mean to him because that's what kids are. Is that I it? guess. I don't even know. There was no reason. Have There's you no talked re- to him about yeah, it? Yeah, we talk about it almost every time we see each other. I apologize to him for that. And what does um, he say? Different, you know, different things. I mean, it's, you, it's still affects him. Has he forgiven you or is he, he, has he got me, traumatized it's still, it's still, by it? It still affects him. You know, it's, he has forgiven me, but it still affects him. Yeah. My, my other cousin is also really wonderful. Ethan, um, he's, he's such a he actually, Shout out he's Ethan. really talented, really talented kid. He just got, I think he just recently got a job with this uh, wonderful company. He's... He's he's like the least judgmental person I've ever met. Like wow. I, I think it's actually important to be judgmental, but he says things like like he doesn't have a favorite movie because how could you make that kind of Oh Jesus. Isn't that annoying? I'm way too cynical for that. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like a load of crap. But if he believes No, I mean, you know, really I don't gentle, know the guy. guy. Here I am. See, I'm judging him. That's the no, fun. No, judge away, judge away. I it's think so much fun it, to be it judgy. It be judgmental. I think you have to have opinions, but be plastic. You know, as long as your opinions can change, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to uh, have to wrap this up. We only have a few seconds. So oh. just sh- shout out no- where, noise? no, shout out like where people should look for oh, you. Oh, okay. So the Anarchist Art Fair tomorrow is, I'm going to beat the Republican Gala and the Dem debate tonight, hopefully, and then as Trump, but then uh, the Anarchist Art Fair tomorrow is, um, is, uh, 
at the Judson Church off West Fourth, mm-hmm, and I'll mm-hmm. be doing an installation. And it's what is a big face, big head, enormousface.com, enormousface.com, enormousface on Instagram, enormousface on Twitter. <laughs> and that's how they can find you, really. So sure, tomorrow yeah. at the Anarchist uh, Fair, the Anarchist Art Fair, I've got a, I've got an installation, Baruch Sylvester's Forest of Chaos and Impossible Shapes, or something. That sounds fitting. <laughs> There'll be other people that will be doing cool stuff. I think it's the tenth annual.